we should actually just start uh, if we're gonna do like the the pre episodes um, for the podcast this you know in, later in the week, which is we drop our normal podcast on Thursday. Why not just start off with the pre chatting uh, anyways? And you know, it seems like a more natural flow. But, yeah, uh, yeah, because we end up doing that usually for about ten minutes, and then <clears throat> that material's lost, right? Yeah, all so, it. Yeah, just and I can off. even combine both of these. We might even talk afterwards. I might just try to slide them both into the same unedited. Yeah. We'll see. But yeah, I mean, yeah. we we talk about that's the other thing is we talk about a lot of interesting stuff before the podcast too. <laughs> um, so, but uh, yeah, no, I just got home from work and uh, like I know you texted me you're like, hey, I'm ready. I'm like, I'm s- literally still just getting in the door. So I came up here set up, and uh, and yeah, we're gonna do our the the podcast. Uh, later this week, ladies and gentlemen, uh, will be the masked men of the USPHL's Mountain Division. Oh, I love uh, these podcasts. Love oh, dude, these podcasts. People seem to love it, too. The episode that we just did on the Northwest is already in the top 10 of our... I mean, we've what? This is 236 podcasts so far. It's already top 10 in a week. Um, Let's be honest. Who doesn't love a good save, though? Like, come on. <laughs> come on. Better I get, than I, a goal. I'm sorry. Okay, I will say that. But then, honestly, <laughs> dude, Yuri Stalev of Long Beach, fuck, he probably just got the goal of the year. Like, <laughs> no one's talking about it. But uh, uh, well, no, uh, you'll have to hook me up with that highlight. I'll happily take a look at that. Because I, hey, guys, actually, I'm, I'm, while we chat, I'll just send it over to you. Yeah, we're fair about that. Like, I love a good goal right now too. This thing's um, this thing's disgusting. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, well, you were getting yourself ready. I, uh, oh, man, I made the decision to try to redo my garage yesterday afternoon. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> how'd that go? Yeah, it's still an ongoing process, but the, it, I, I did drop a few pictures of the Halloween setup. Yeah, I saw do- that. That was sick. <laughs> So my Christmas setup was done right away. Uh, my, it's kind of funny. My HOA was trying to push back on it, but the board members were like, uh-uh, it, it could stay. Uh, you know, I guess it's kind of funny because they're the HOA members are like, oh, it's good spirit. Plus, like, everything is Christmas already all over the stores, all over the airways. Everything's Christmas, so why not? And just for everybody to know, <clears throat> we're talking probably easily 18 to 20 hours it took me to decorate that. So... Yeah, so if they try to tell me to take it down, it was just going to be like, ah, oh, hard no, I'll just do something different <laughs> the next time around. But glad I didn't have to do that. But but part of it is, um, you know, just not having it organized stuff in one easy to find place. It was sort of scattered last year when we were throwing it all in together. This time it was sort of me reorganizing it myself because uh, yeah my wife hates my decorations <laughs> so, <laughs> so so anyway everybody else appreciates the griswold in me um but she has to live with me so there's a difference but uh yeah it, it was it does make a difference <laughs> it does but uh yeah a lot of effort i get a lot of people complimenting me on it especially the the stormtroopers heads on spikes with santa hats it's a big hit um <laughs> so so anyway yeah i was up until 3 a.m getting that sorted i got a couple more hours to do today but i was pretty happy with the progress so that was cool had some neighbors over for an awesome bonfire there's nothing i like better than having a few bevies sitting around the bonfire shooting the breeze with everybody so that that was that was cool but paying for it a little bit like i said i was up till about 3 30 um 
AM playing stuff in there. Got this cool though uh, stray cat that I that I keep feeding in our backyard. Sure uh, is now. Yeah, yeah. Well, he doesn't want anything to do with me, but he's getting more comfortable around me. Um, and sorry to dip in the NHL right now, but man, my Montreal Canadiens are fun to watch. Holy freaking cow! And what I love about this, and this is this actually applies to the hockey age groups we're talking about. <clears throat> Martin Saint Louis, you know, is kind of flipping that dynamic of coaching on over to allowing rookies to actually make mistakes and not having to sit on the bench for it. Like, did you ever think in your lifetime, Chris, you'd see um, a blue line that is mostly rookie defensemen playing? Uh, like Caden Gooley right now is uh, leading the team in minutes on ice. Like that's unheard of. First season with the team, and he's leading all defensemen on ice. Like it's it's crazy. And they're playing well though. But just brilliance in coaching to sit there and say to the guys instead of like benching them and figure it out on your own because we saw. There was a lot of injuries last year for the Habs, everybody. Lots of injuries. So that played a huge part of it. But how a coach can come in for somebody like Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki and make immediate impacts on their games is unreal. And just listening to that man talk about it, you can tell he loves the game. He loves what he's doing. Such a high hockey IQ, and he's great with the media. He's great with the – because what I love, too, is you know Montreal always wants a French coach. Pardon me. And they got one and they got somebody that won't put up with their BS either. Like if they ask him a question that's derogatory to the players, you just see the fire in his eyes. Like you don't go against my team like that. So, yeah, yeah, I watched uh, watched a bit of the game against Pittsburgh last night. Had to shut it down, but then quickly realized my holy cow, it's it's getting towards the end of the game. I turn it on and it's four four. I'm like, oh, jeez. You know, when I turned it off, it was 2-1, and I had to, so I wasn't going to get any of my garage done. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, it was it was fun, man. They're fun to watch. Your Buffalo Sabres are fun to watch. Oh, my God. They're they're a blast. They're so much fun to watch this year. For the first time in years, they're fun to watch. But look at last years. season, right? Coaching change makes the difference. He's allowing these guys to be creative and play. It's, it, give me one sec. Did you hear that? Do you hear this? I got people walking by drumming. Yeah, I can actually hear that. Uh, you can't. Okay, well the listeners are hearing your uh, your children, and uh, I don't know. There's always something happening on the street. If you need to deal with the kids, I'll just talk to the listeners. No, 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 it's okay. Yeah. I'm just okay. gonna just zip on over here and close the door. It's just my fiery redhead throwing another temper tantrum. Good luck yeah, to her future husband or wife. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, man, it's this. I, I love the. I never quite got the mentality of coaching, you know, to punish a player after a mistake, right? Like the one thing I do get is like a really stupid penalty at a critical time, like that I get, right? I get shortening the bench because you know the game's tight, and you want yeah. certain players out there to trust. But like, so going back, sorry, like it's the, you're gonna get a little bit of Habs bias here, of course, but then having enough confidence. Wouldn't expect Jack, that from you. <laughs> Not at all. It's so loud here, FYI. I don't know if it, it's going to be interesting to see what the, the things pick up, but it could be a protest. It could be something for Christmas. It could be the king marching by. Who the hell knows? All I know is that it's always something down this street. Uh, that sounds like fun. Okay, it reminds ahead. me of my Montreal street, man. There was always something oh. going on in my neighborhood. Dude, 3.30 in the morning, the 
if you ever watch anybody watches like any of these Danish TikToks, I know you're not in Denmark, so you probably don't. But if you go to these Danish TikToks and it's like how the girls flirt with the guys here or like the drunk guys, like the, the uh, noise that they have on TikTok, it's perfect representation of what we hear every night on the street. Um, and we're in a pop, we're in a spot also where people like to stop and play music all the time. So those, I saw somebody post this like, oh my god, this city's a fairy tale of a thing in Germany. As she opens her window, she's like, I can't believe this place, the, Europe is like this. And I'm like, oh yeah, just come to my spot in Copenhagen. You're gonna see that every day. We know we live in a little fairy tale spot, but sometimes you get this too. So you get the you get the good and the bad, and the, there's really no in between. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, again, good. You know, good. It's you know what the thing is. This is why we miss Montreal. This is where I met my wife, and we lived in the Plateau. um, You know, we're the artsy neighborhood. It was just so much fun. Like I have so many great memories of my winters and summers and springs in in Montreal. Falls were blah. (laughs) Falls the worst season there because everybody's depressed at summer's ending and we're in that in between. But it was so much fun. you hate you know, the fall. In that city. Well, oh, yeah, the fall's brutal. Fall's brutal. What the? F- Dude, that's the best season of all. <laughs> Dude, in Montreal, when you're getting the that cold wind off the St. Lawrence, you're getting the, the rain, that, sleet, yuck. Because you walk, you know, because Montreal, you're walking everywhere, right? So, yeah, you know, so here. Like where yes. there's no car. Well, uh, if you want, if you want to spend a ton of money, you have a car here. But you, I, I've ridden my bike literally 45 minutes one way to go play Aussie Rules in the rain. Got there completely soaked and rode home completely soaked. It's you, you get your rain gear, but that's that's not going to stop you from a torrential downpour. I don't. I guess I'm just built. I'm that. I'm the weirdo that's built for a city like Seattle, a city like Copenhagen, a city like Vancouver. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, that's okay, man. Like, hey, all, all the power to you. Wish I had that in me, but <clears throat> but just missing those, like that, the liveliness of the city, um, you know, and watch watching them sun worship, watching everything. You know, I love the springtime and summer when the terraces just open on up and you could, you know, at your favorite restaurant or pub, you're just drinking a beer out in the sidewalk with people walking by. You know, just the little things like that. All the festivals, and then of course more Habs bias here. If the team made the playoffs. Oh man, such a the city just beating with that, right? Just the yeah. pulse going off. So, yeah, I miss Montreal a lot. Um, interesting. Uh, I I got to bring this up. I went to my first ASU game <clears throat> at Mullet Arena, watched Baby Doan and the and the Sun Devils beat up on Anchorage. It w- it was fun. Uh, Really great. I atmosphere. love those jerseys too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and you know what? They they they're playing good quality hockey, and you can see because <clears throat> right now in the NHL, right, like you got the mockery of the Arizona Coyotes. People want to crap on it, but right now, yeah, they figured out that it's the best ice in the NHL because they did something with the pipes to get it closer together, and it's really fast. And, and Chris, it was fast. It was a fast paced game, <clears throat> and it's such an advantage to the home team. Because if you're if you're not used to that pace of the ice, like the Sun Devils were whipping around that ice. It was fast paced, hard hitting hockey. It was a lot of fun. So, yeah, if you get a chance, if you're in Arizona, go check out the Sun Devil hockey. It's it's good. They've got a good team. Like I said, uh, Josh Stone's the captain. Uh, he, he just he just looks he's got his dad's Jets flow going on. It's awesome. Um, 
you know, they've got, you know, I, I'm sorry for the other guys on the team. I'll give you guys shout outs another time when I learn your names a little bit better because that was my first time going. But, uh, you know, they have a big hard hitting defenseman. I think he's from Saskatchewan. I'll have to look that on up. Uh, you know, goaltending was phenomenal. Uh, his guy made such an awesome save, Chris. And I'll see if I can look that yeah. up if they got highlights. But then unfortunately, and Chris, you're going to you're, you're going to do the same thing I did. Defenseman, stop pushing people towards your goalie grab his jersey yank him backwards take that penalty but the guy comes across beautiful push awesome save and then what happens he's already there for the rebound his player gives the guy just a little shove bumps into the goalie he's not ready for the rebound pucks in the net you know they challenge it for goalie interference but as soon as i saw uh, yeah. a bit of contact i'm like come on okay defenseman one more time okay just one more time Stop. yeah and you- Push it. It's, it's not only that, but it, they do that constantly. I saw that, and I can't remember specifically what game in the USPHO West uh, where I literally saw them launch it. Oh, what was it? I I want to say it was a game with the Outliers. I just don't know which side. Um, where they just launched a the player on the goal. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Like, what? Where is your head at? And uh, and then the guys too. I think I sent you a video. Uh, a couple days ago of I forgot who made the great save, but it was almost not a great save because the defender's coming in and the defender's like, oh, I should just put my stick in front of the, you know, the attacker shot. And thankfully it missed. But I'm just like, it was a great save. But I sent you, I'm like, I wouldn't want to be a defenseman, though, because the first thing I'm saying is a goalie is what are you thinking? You know, and so and then it was an interfere. Honestly, I don't referees make mistakes. They don't have the luxury of. Of, of you know replay especially in the usphl and i but i saw it first round i had to replay it a few times because i'm like am i crazy because that seemed like goal interference um the mustangs and the spud kings the mustangs had a they had a field day with the spud kings i think it was friday night it was like a 14 to 2 game but um things spiraled um you know fortunately the so spud kings uh, had a had a good go of it and i think they just lost three to one to utah but uh, they had a pretty rough night against uh, the uh, the Mustangs on Friday night in Ogden, and but the fifth goal, uh, the one that they ended up pulling uh, Defior for, the second I saw it, I'm like, that's goal interference. They're going to wave it off, and they didn't. Instead, I, I you know uh, Coach Hoff pulled pulled Defior um, after that goal, uh, and they put in uh, Jude Ailing. But I was looking at that goal. I'm like, okay, unless no one else was watching. I reason. I mean, I knew instantly DeFiore was going to look at the ref like, no goal, right? And <laughs> of course, you don't see what's happening there, but you know they end up pulling DeFiore anyway. And I'm just like, dude, that was that was so. It, and it, this is one of those things. Where I'm like, okay, did did one of the Spud Kings defensemen push uh, a Mustangs forward into him? No, it was just he. And I looked. I'm like, does it affect what the goal would have been? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. The interference with the goalie prevents DeFior from properly being able to adjust and make the save, and it should not have been a goal. Again, I saw that with the luxury of replay, which the rest don't have. But the naked eye, just seeing that, just seeing the contact right there as a ref, I would have stopped it. Um, but again, the refs got a lot on their plate, so it's no knock on the refs. This isn't a shot at the refs, but it's just a we see you, buddy. We see you, DeFior. That was a <laughs> we knew you got run into. 
Um, <laughs> I, I could send you that clip too. I, yeah, I actually me- save it as a highlight. I always <laughs> save them. Anything I think about in a game, I save as a highlight just so I can always go back to it. But I did send you also Stalev's goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, he scored one on the 11th. Uh, it's going to be hard to beat this goal this year. Um, uh, if you see it in your Twitter when you get a chance, let me know when you're going to watch it. Uh, before we jump into this episode, ladies and gentlemen, with uh, the Masked Men of the Mountain Division, yeah, uh, which I've lined up all the videos for you. But this one's all the way at the bottom, so just skip all the way to the bottom. Yeah, the, um, the one said at 1041 here. Let me go take a look at this. Yep. Yeah. So it's 3 nothing here right now. 15.38 yeah. to go. <laughs> Those are some dirty dangles. Holy cow. Let's go back to this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got to watch it right from the get go here. So he's rushing down the ice. Yeah. Cuts right through four different players, dangles back through the middle and scores the goal. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and trust me, holy cow is not one I wanted. I, I, there was other words I wanted to come into my mouth on that. He, he just embarrassed a whole, t- you know, not I can't say the team, right? But everybody on the yeah. ice with that goal, that is impressive. <laughs> yeah, and I'm very happy he's now part of the uh, Ozen Kraken um, fantasy team. So uh, one of my defenders missed three straight games, and I've been eyeing Stalev now for weeks, um, and uh, no one else picked him up. So I was like, I'll take him. Uh, so <clears throat> he's not part yeah, so of what I think I'm going to actually do now, Chris, is to, yeah. uh, just to pivot here for a quick second is I think I'm going to um, just uh, talk to you, you know, like on a day like today and figure out which game you really want, might want me to, you know, watch or pay okay. attention yeah. to in the coming weeks so I can highlight one. So everybody, like, <clears throat> I'm like, Chris, I would watch hockey 24 seven if I could. Right. And Chris makes <laughs> a lot of sacrifices in his personal time to put in to, to watch these games. Um, and it's, you know, there's a, and I can still sec- miss, I can still miss stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I want to go and check out some, you know, you know, it's some good head to head matchups, some players that, you know, uh, are highlighted on some of our rosters. Cause I want to watch more of the guys play. Like, I really enjoy it when I, do you want to watch some live action or do you want to watch some, like a recent game where I'm like, okay, you got to watch this one. Well, it's either it's going to be a mix, right? Because if you're like, hey, this is a hell of a game, check it on out. Yeah, send that my way and I will and I'll watch it. But then, you know, on a Friday or Saturday, when sometimes I get a little bit more time, you know, I'll go go out, go ahead and check that out. Because, you know, to be honest, you know, I love watching NHL hockey. No ands, ifs and buts about it, but I love watching hockey. Right. The ASU game woke me yeah. back up a bit a bit to that again, going, man, I'm missing I'm missing out on some of these rising stars coming on up and some good talent and some good ga- some good play. So, yeah, I, yeah, well, I definitely want to do that. We'll talk more about that, you know, when we were finished off the podcast today. Um, yeah, I'll say that right out, right out the gate. Like I think about that when you mention it, I would say that if I was looking at one today, this Bellingham Rogue Valley series has been a blast. The first game was so much fun to watch, and the crowd was really, really into it Friday night. They packed the house again in Medford, Oregon. And I tell you, um, I haven't gotten to watch this Saturday game, but uh, the the Sunday game is going to be 1.30 Pacific Standard Time. Um, so if, uh, if you want to watch a game today, I would target the Bellingham Rogue Valley game. Uh, those have been... Uh, a lot of fun and uh and kai was kai played awesome in that on friday yes they they lost five nothing and congratulations to bryson snow not only um 
got the shutout, but also I think it's the team's first ever shutout. So it's Rogue Valley's first ever shutout, and it's his. So that's a that's a big congratulations there to Bryson Snow. But uh, I mean, tell you what, man, Kyrie was. <laughs> Oh, he was standing on his head. Uh, he was making some great saves, and really, uh, without him in net, that could have been a much, much uglier score. So, and here's uh, one more game. thing, Chris. Going back to this, yeah. right? Because as I oh, goalie, and I'll say also, I picked up Kai uh, because uh, <laughs> one of my goalies missed three straight games. So, welcome uh, to the Orson Kraken, Kai. Yeah, well, yeah. Way, way to go, Kai. Keep making those saves and getting him some points, man. That's um, what I need. <laughs> But yeah, the thing is, you know, another big pet peeve. Uh, I think my biggest one is defensemen shoving their the players into the goalie. Yeah. Um, and then actually, you know what? My my slightly bigger pet peeve on top of that is just an add-on to it is the defensemen that start gloating like he did something for me afterwards. Like, oh look, I stood up for you. Like, yeah, you just like helped like damage my groin, you idiot. Right? By shoving that guy into me. <laughs> you mean like after that, like, they launched the guy onto you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm piled on in. I'm on the splits, and I've got this guy coming into me, and my defenseman, oh, look at that. I punished him for you. No, you kind of just destroyed my body, you jackass. But anyway, so the next one is blaming the goaltender for every goal that goes in. <laughs> to me, it's a mind – it's it's just mind-boggling, right? Like it's – Yeah, like we all have those you, you guys watch, on our team. Yeah, and you're you're watching it because I, I remember sometimes, right? At two, you know, you make two or three saves. You know, you're stretched out. There's nothing else you can do. Nobody's picking up a man or clearing a puck because people are scrambling. Puck gets potted in the net. You know, it ends up being something like a five nothing or you know six one whatever game, and you've got somebody crapping all over you. Like, how could you let six in? You know, but meanwhile, you may have stopped yeah. 50 shots, right? Or you made a bunch of outstanding saves, and like you said, you look at the quality of goals. You know, uh, just back to the halves for a second. I just remember Jake Allen. You know, it's just the unfortunate thing, Chris. You, you've been there before where you're getting yourself set, ready, expecting a certain type of shot, and the guy duffs on it, right? And yeah. you're getting ready to react because you can see where the stick's going. You can see where he's going to be going with that shot, but then he just muffles the shot. And next thing you know, it's going five hole or somewhere weird on you, right? But you're already yeah. in the process of moving and you're trying to reset and you can't. And then next thing you know, it's behind you, right? So that happened to Jake Allen a couple of weeks ago, and, and he played a great game the rest of the game. We lost it, but, you know, I remember somebody focusing in on that. I'm like, ah, man, like, did you not see the rest of the hockey game? Like, it's going to happen. The problem is with goaltending, normally when you make a mistake, pucks in the back of the net. You know, it's it's going to happen. So if, you, if yeah. you're expecting perfection from your goaltender time and time again, and you're holding him accountable for every goal – uh, check out a different sport, <laughs> maybe, Dude. or talk to people like us that'll give you a qu- quick education on that. Uh, and then again, I got the bias sometimes. Sometimes I give them goalies a little bit too much slack. I will say that yeah, too. Yeah, I hey. agree. But <laughs> that's hey. what we do. Yeah, we're goalie union for a reason. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It. So if anyway, yeah, uh, it doesn't matter. We, 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 I'm, I'm always standing by the goalie. Almost yeah. always. Yeah, but yeah. And so like we all have that guy on the team too, the guy that's like, stop the effing puck. And it's like, play effing defense instead of waiting in the neutral zone for a stretch pass, you dumbass. Like (laughs) this, this coming from a guy that's basically letting a power play happen because he's waiting for the stretch pass. It's like, yeah, it's like, dude, there's five of you on the ice. Why are you playing out there? (laughs) It's uh, never mind. 
That could start me <laughs> off on a hole. Here we go. Chris Chris just went from a happy, hey, I'm home, I'm <laughs> done work, I'm, this is going to be great, to now I've got him triggered and <laughs> ready to rampage. This will be Rampage! <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing that Archer rampage right now. Oh, man. Well, you know what we got to do, though, is God, it got better again. We got to do the anniversary of some actually, you know, throughout anywhere, like any league at some point, the anniversary of a really great save, like a legendary save or legendary goalie fight, because the Ron Hextall, Felix Potvin thing came up in my feed again a couple weeks ago because that fight had happened <laughs> at that time. Snow Shields, baby. I watch Snow Shields once a week. <laughs> and here <Yeah>. comes Shields. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Uh, the only one I ever felt bad for goalie fight yeah. wise was uh, Ottawa Senators goalie uh, Ray Emery. Oh <laughs> yeah, poor Marty Barone. Oh dear lord! Like it you was knew just... he didn't have a chance. Like Barone's like, well, I guess I'm doing this, you know. And 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 Ray <laughs> well, Emery's like, this is what did I... he do it to Hopi too? Like that was Hopi he went yeah, after. Well, there's him. no that, that's the difference. So that's where I lost respect for Emery was mm-hmm. when because Hopi wasn't like. Okay, Barone left the net. Barone's like, okay, yeah. we're doing this. Yeah. Hope got attacked. Yeah. Then he's punching him from behind. He's not even letting him reset. Like if you're actually a boxer, like he like he says he was, let your let your guy there reset. You don't hit someone from behind. You don't attack him from behind. And and that's what he's doing. He's punching him from behind. It's like, yeah, when he's off balance and just keep hitting him in front of the side of the head, it didn't make you look like a tough guy. It made him look like a jackass. And I lost so much respect for Emmy right there. Again, may he rest in peace. But I hate that fight because yeah. it's not a fight. It was a blatant attack. And, you know, in terms of like my style goalie, <laughs> I fucking loved him. <laughs> like, well, yeah. just he was the toughest guy on the team, man. <laughs> you know? Oh, you know, you know, going back to that, um, <clears throat> um, my hometown Greyhound. So back, I grew up in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Uh, Marty Turco was a year older. I think Cloutier was my same age. I was considered a pretty good goaltender for the time, you know, at the time, you know, I think I was 10 or 11 years old and then maybe 12. But then all of a sudden Dan Cloutier moves to the Sioux. <laughs> I know which fight you're talking about. I know which well, fight you're talking about. It but I'm just Cloutier talking about. And, ta- uh... <laughs> yeah. Is Cloutier challenging the whole bench after he was done? Like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who was the Islanders goalie? Was it? Oh, I have to go was back it? and look. I, I haven't seen it in a while. I just remember the, oh, the, the man, announcer. Was, He's yeah. challenging the whole bench right now. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it was Kluge. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was that was a wild one. I, oh, my God. I can see the goalie's face and I can he's Islanders. Um, <laughs> Potman stuck in my head, but it's not Potman. No, it uh, wasn't. I, we'll, it's we'll have to look it up. Salo? Was it Sami? It was it Salo. It could have been. Like I said, I, I don't remember. Salo, like, I'm going to have to like. Here. You know what? I'm, I'm, we're we're going to Google it's, this I think one it's quick. Sallow, bro. I think Dan it was Cluche Cluche fight. <laughs> yeah, because I got Salo's Grizzlies jersey. And when I actually, when I was uh, with the Capitals. Yeah, Rangers and versus I the Islanders. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Like, I don't normally, like, just play a video randomly. Oh, here. I've got a Oh, we should this. get to our, speaking of goalies, we should get to ours. Yeah, we'll get there. Just, just let's just check this one out super quick. Just because I want to see who it was. Just because this was so entertaining. Skip ads. Here we go. And okay, the rest of us are sitting in silence. What's happening? Yeah. Here we go. Okay. Here's the big brawl going. Just type in Dan Cluche fight. Islanders. Well, I know what the fight is. I'm just. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's where he comes down because Salo, I think, is trying to pose it Salo and he's trying oh, to pull Char was Char was on a team too at this time. I forgot yeah, all he was about a young this. kid. Yeah, he was a young kid. Wow. Yeah. No, I'm just waiting for the goalies to come out here. Yeah, because you, you're probably right. It's got to be Salo, but I'm just waiting for this to happen. So watching, man, it's like a total line brawl. You got, you got Linden out there fighting. I don't can't see who 18 is up for the Rangers. You got this good little brawl going on. Oh, that's a good tilt too. That's a good tilt. This is classic hockey jersey, and guys down on the ice, he's still throwing bombs. Wow. Come on, show the cluche part. There's somebody trying to tussle with Chera, and Chera's just more or less holding on. Oh, jeez. Sorry, I'm not oh, watching the video. Here comes the goalie recall. in, because this is what sets Cluche yeah. off. The goalie jumped in. Now, Cluche just jumps. Yeah. His mask's already yeah. off. He's just ripping him down. He had Salo. <laughs> yep. And, and he's just pummeling him here. Because yeah. Salo came in to defend the guy, and I, I don't blame him a bit, because his player is just getting, you know, just getting yeah. beat. And then now here's Cluche. He's down on the ice, and Cluche's just jacking yeah, him. Yeah, just wailing away at him. Yeah. Little li, li, little too much there, Dan, but that was Dan when he well, lost. At, at some point, he realized he needed to, you know, pull up because there was yeah, no fight. Yeah, there was no fight. And then here's where he goes to the bench. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Speaking of goalies, bench. and we, we left the Northwest. You want to move into the uh, the episode? Yeah, let's well, move the on. Well, the listeners will get to hear on Thursday. So Yeah, we'll work. get into the episode. Sorry about that, that little distraction. But, hey, look up that fight because it was pretty darn entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good fight. That was a good one. But all right. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in for this pre-episode bonus. And definitely be sure to listen out for Thursday's episode, The Masked Men of the USPHL's Mountain Division. Uh, so it's going to be a pretty fun episode that we're about to record right now. So you ready for this, Steve? Just give me one second, Chris. I'm going to need one second yep. pause. I just want to go over and see because my daughter's supposed to go to a, <clears throat> a soccer thing and she was melting down. I want to make sure they're OK. So just give me one sec. OK. Yep. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. That that was a fun episode, and uh, so you listeners, if um if this part of the the recording makes it out uh, attached to the front half of it, uh, that was a blast of an episode. And I don't know how long we're gonna have the secondary portion of the episode because I probably go to go downstairs and cook dinner now because it's it's my night and I'm doing a pretty good meal, so it's damn good. I'm excited for it. But uh, it's like eight just after eight o'clock in the evening here, so got off of work, came home, recorded a podcast, now I got to cook dinner. Yeah, and I've got that uh, garage to clean. Uh, Fun. Forward. Well, I'm looking forward to it because you know what, dude? There's, to me, there's a satisfying feeling of a clean house, uh, an organized garage. <clears throat> the next one's going to be oh, the memorabilia you. room. Uh, I, if you saw it right now, Chris, you'd be, Steve, what the heck's going on? Because it became like the overflow of the house. When people can't find yeah. uh, a place to put something, let's just go throw it in Dad's office. It's It's awesome. Uh, but I am uh, just taking a quick note here, Chris. I'm going to be doing some updates to my office because um, yep. it's kind of like that mishmash of hockey, uh, you know, hockey and um, like movie memorabilia TV shows. Um, I'm just going solely now, like I'm going to take down some of my coyote stuff, like not all of it coyotes, um, but taking down some of it because it was overflowing a bit. And I wouldn't mind getting some of their new um you know people out here because i've got a beautiful picture i took of mike smith that'll stay up but fidelka who's playing some lights out hockey for the coyotes and really the reason why they're winning so many games um, yeah. i gotta get something by him up here because yeah i'm quickly becoming a big fan of his play 
But yeah, I'll take a, take shots of my uh, memorabilia overflow for everybody to see. Uh, and then, you know, my, of course, my Habs room, that is one of my prides and joy in life. So, uh, yeah, I'll shoot guys pictures of that so they can see my other insanity thing besides Halloween and Christmas decorations. Uh, <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> oh, dear God. Oh, yeah. I wish we could chat longer, but I know I got to go downstairs and cook dinner. Um, I, I hope you listeners aren't tomorrow. terribly confused. Yeah, but we got another podcast tomorrow, so we'll... Uh... Yeah, we do. We do. We are. We're going to be. Uh, we're going to be talking to one of the goalies out of the Western USPHL inside the Pacific Division, and uh, that'll be exciting. Uh, actually, shoot, I got to confirm with him. Hey, if you're hearing this live, I haven't confirmed with you until at this moment. <laughs> I'm fast so it'll be okay. It's just been a day, man. Um, yeah. I tell you what, it has been a day. I think we're community. Yeah, Insta, but um. Yeah, it's it's going to be the day's not over because, again, I got to cook dinner and I know every parent out there like you is listening to me going, oh, it's rough. Oh, it sucks, huh? Yeah. Eight o'clock cooking dinner for you and your wife alone. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I seriously get it all the time from uh, from those of you with kids that uh, my life isn't. Uh, well, here's the one thing. The only thing I'll add to this, Chris, is. For those who do not have picky children, um, it's easy to it's easier to cook just one meal. Uh, <laughs> my wife and my two daughters are the pickiest eaters I've ever seen in my life. So it's not one meal; it's essentially four and a lot of arguing. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so Chris, <laughs> oh dear God, not ripping yeah. on because hey, you know, hey, it's you don't have kids at this point. Um, you know, still. Still coming home hungry and having to cook a meal that that you're looking forward to is still not easy, but hey, different different life circumstances, my friend. Um, I've heard the marching band stopping behind you, by the way. So, oh, yeah, fortunately that stopped a while ago. And to confirm, because right now you're basically in Arizona, you're on Mountain Time, right? So Pacific Time, 10 a.m. for you would be 9 a.m. Uh, in Lake Tahoe, yeah. Yeah, that should be right. Yeah, because we, yeah, we don't do Lake Tahoe's on Pacific time, right? The whole state of California is. That should be, yeah, it should be the whole state of California. Yeah, so Pacific right. Standard Time, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool, so, yeah, because I know that Lake Tahoe, uh, the touches Nevada there at least. What's it called? Like, I don't know. It's the name that that border town in Nevada that's right on the edge of Lake Tahoe. It's it's almost yeah, like I swear I'm, it's called. I don't know. Well, I haven't been there to Lake Tahoe yet. You know, our, oh, it's our, awesome. Yeah, it'll be on our bucket list of places to go because, you know, we like to hike. We like to get out and explore and see new new uh, places like Moab when we went there. Uh, Utah, God, that was just one of the most beautiful drives coming into a place I've ever seen. So, uh, yeah, Tahoe will be on our list here at some point. Um, for sure, our Colorado trip uh, just this past summer in Utah was just amazing. But yeah, Lake Tahoe is up there for me. I also got to get out to yeah. the Redwood Forest before uh, before everything burns down, unfortunately. Uh, oh no, no, don't don't just say that. Oh, State Line Nevada—that's what it's called. I'm like, could you not come up with a more creative name? State Line Nevada, but whatever. <laughs> that's I just remember because driving through it, it's 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 pretty around there. Very very pretty. Um, but yeah, cause when, when we couldn't travel during COVID cause you couldn't travel into the state of California because it was locked down. Uh, but you can be in Nevada. 
Uh, we were allowed to go to Lake Tahoe. If we stayed in state line, we couldn't cross into California. But a lot of people from California were in state line. Just going to say. Because <laughs> I think we stayed at the Hard Rock Cafe Hotel in state line Nevada, right? Because we couldn't enter California. And it's in state line, right? Casino. It's not telling me, but yeah, it's in state line Nevada. Yes, see, we did not cross into California during COVID. Um, but uh, yeah, I wanted to make sure because we were everything we had to book, we had to stay because I think we went up to Tonopah, Nevada. Uh, I ended up booking us a hotel at the most haunted hotel in the United States. I didn't know that when I booked it. Um, we didn't have <laughs> my wife was not happy. Uh, my wife was not happy. It was the Mizpah Hotel, uh, but it's the same town that has that creepy clown motel. In no way, and I would never book anything with clowns, anyways. I'm not crazy. Um, but no, I booked this place because it looked super cool and the bar looked really cool. Totally forgetting it was COVID and that whole area was shut down and we couldn't enjoy the very cool hotel bar at the Mizpah. And uh, and yeah, no. We we saw a new activity in our room that night. Um, it's not the reason I booked it anyways. It was just a we did like a four day road trip where we went down to to Las Vegas area and I don't know it was it was a fun it was a fun road trip as you needed to get the heck out of the house during during COVID. But um, I could go off on that again for a while. But uh, I know you like to travel. Like you 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 oh, you guys what we do. you guys go lots of awesome places and. Uh, the interesting thing, though, guys, is sometimes when I talk to Chris, because he was my Utah expert and, you know, a few other places I'm talking about hikes, I have to reiterate to him sometimes. I'm like, yeah, I got little kids, though. So, oh, yeah, you're not going to want to do that. Hike. <laughs> yeah. Yes, like, I know, do. have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, guys, you guys go to tough hike places, which I used to do all the time, but I'm not putting like a six year old on my shoulders and saying, clutch no. up with your life while dad's going up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You avoid avoid the. um angels landing hike for sure there's a lot that you can do with that but uh there's a lot you definitely shouldn't do uh, so <laughs> we've, we've been to those points my friend but anyway uh go enjoy that dinner great talk and uh let me know when you confirm for tomorrow and because i'm looking forward to talking to another tendy too yeah yeah in fact let me look at him here uh oh let me hit send so i said yeah good and uh, just just send it to you now fabian but you know, uh, we'll see when this episode comes out. But um, but yeah, so I think we should be good to record because I think Mondays are pretty good for uh for him and his time. So, uh, yeah, pretty excited for it. And um, I'll, I'll generate some questions tonight. Uh, send them over to him. Send them over to you. And uh, honestly, I, I generate five or six questions, and we almost never stick to them. We just kind of we're goalies. We just we do goalie stuff the second we and that's what's going to be exciting he's going to be the first goalie we've that me and you have interviewed together because the only other goalie we've had on was uh was bradley mitchell off of the carlton place uh canadians a uh, eojhl team uh but that was me and seabass on that one so yes i can't wait to pull him back on an episode here um i got a few little quick conversations with seabass he was driving to uh practice and yeah, it was like Steve. I'm running late, so if I have to cut this conversation off, it's because I'm sprinting out of the car. So it was, uh, it was good talk. Uh, miss talking with the guy, and um, I'm actually going to be in the Ottawa area sometime around June 16th of next year. Uh, we're going back home. Uh, five years since we've seen family. 
Um, so we're going oh, back home, gosh. but told Seabass we're going to have a couple nights out, you know, uh, looking forward to seeing his, his wife and his little one. Uh, I adore his wife already because she's a Habs fan, so already tops in my books. <laughs> and so, she's a goalie. Oh, I did not know that. Seabass. Yeah. She she refs at a high level, so she refs like the the um all those big games there for like uh the what's that traveling women's one that's not the PHF. Oh, I have to look it up, my friend. It's it's right. the the federation, whatever that one is, not the federation because that's a PHF. But she she refs at a high level, uh, but she's also a goalie. Yeah, so he married a Habs goalie. Oh, well, a Habs fan goalie. She's part of the she's part of the greater Habs family. Awesome. Love it. <laughs> All right. All right, my friend. Go enjoy your dinner. Thanks, and uh, you have a great day. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in.